Okay, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. To reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. Here's the thing. Information is power. Information is money. Literally, the currency of today's world of, of entrepreneurship is information. And if you could bring all of the, your, the information about your business into one dashboard, this is incredibly valuable. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of the truth about your business. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. This is so valuable. You just hit a button and you can see all the information about your business instead of having to like call five different departments and get all these emails and put it all together and make sense of it. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash james, netsuite.com slash james netsuite.com slash james this isn't your average business podcast and he's not your average host this is the james altucher show today on the james altucher show we divide this one into two parts because at first, Jen, Glance, and I start speaking about how you could choose any life you want now. And so the real question is, how do you start making decisions that are drastically different from the decisions you're used to? We normally say, well, I lived here last year, so I'm just going to renew my lease and live here this year. We use the lazy word just a lot when we make decisions like, oh, I have nothing else to do, so I'm just going to do this. But... How do you make decisions to drastically change your life and your lifestyle? And a lot of people are doing that in this time of COVID and these post-economic lockdowns. How do you make a decision to change your life? Why you should maybe make a decision to change your life? And what cities or areas around the world are interesting to move to? And what does it cost? Very interesting conversation with Jen. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm excited. Jen, before we get into all our stuff, and we have so many different ideas and businesses you're working on, I want to hear about all the updates. Jay was just saying he was trying to convince you to move out of New York. Jay, why are you trying to convince her to move out of New York? Well, if you're paying, so one bedroom, if you're paying for $2,800 a month, wouldn't you be able to get at least two bedrooms? 
for twenty eight hundred somewhere else. And also, well, wait, 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 Jen, where do you live right now? You live in, like in Manhattan or Brooklyn? I live in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we have to decide this week if we're renewing our lease or not. Yeah, one week. And are they offering you a deal like two months free or something like that? They're offering one month free. They they won't go any more than that. And look, oh, it's up. it's a decent building, and I'm we're comfortable here. But we're open to leaving. We just have to make a decision pretty quick. And uh, what size is your apartment? We have a one bedroom. It's a little over 500 square feet, which to me is huge for New York. And we pay around $2,800 for it. So pick any other city on the planet. Why don't we pick? Why don't we pick Amsterdam? <laughs> okay, or. <laughs> Or, or how about we pick, like, I don't know, Thailand by the beach or something? Please we're, we're, tell me what I would get for 2800 there. I'm dying to know. Okay, well, so let, let's say apartments for rent in, I don't know, Koh Samui, uh, 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 Thailand, which is this beautiful island. That's like the, that movie, The Beach yeah. type right. of thing. So let's see, apartments and flats for rent in Koh Samui. Jay, I don't know. You probably are instinctively know the um, conversion rate between the bot and the. I have no idea. I think. I mean, if you ask me about Malaysia, yeah, but the bot, I have no idea. I didn't. I don't know anything about Thailand. Oh, and I don't know, like square meters. Like, if something's forty square meters, how many square feet is that? Uh, you just have to convert the square meter to square feet. Uh, because you know, as any other country, we use metric system. I'll find the calculator. You I don't have, have to, to think anymore. I'm gonna just to... uh, so okay. Every square meter is about ten point seven square feet. For three hundred dollars, you can get something about the size of yours, and you know everything's on the beach there. So uh, let's see how much more we could spend. Wait, you mean three hundred dollars a month? Yeah. Uh, wait, USD or but US dollars. So okay, okay. Here we go. For eleven hundred a month. Which is what are you paying right now? Twenty eight. Twenty eight hundred. So this is like, I don't know, forty percent of what you're paying right now. So for eleven hundred a month, you can get a two bedroom apartment that's a hundred and eight square meters. So that means it's about twelve hundred square feet. So it's more than twice as big. It's forty percent of the price, and like right on the on the beach. You're like steps from the beach. Uh, you're killing me. I know. I. I... I, I don't have one good reason why we're still here, why we, why we're staying here, but we're comfortable. And at this point, we have to shake that up. But it is scary. It's, it's scary to just leave an apartment here. It's scary. I know. Oh, oh, okay. Here's even better. So this one's on the bay. I don't know what that means. It's first, and this is in, of course, Koh Samui, Thailand. It's a two-bedroom apartment. It's a thousand dollars per month, and it's. Um, Tell me the square meter. I have to calculate it. 141 square meters. So that's like almost 1,600 square feet. Yep. 1517. Wow. Seven, so it's three times bigger than your place. It's, it's again, almost a third of the rent you're paying now. And you're on the bay. But, okay. So, but that's, of course, places outside of New York are cheaper. So the question right. is, are the benefits of living in New York better than, you know, you, and by the way, because it's renting, it's not like permanent. So. Right. You could do it for six months or a year or whatever you work out, and you could always move back to Manhattan. But so, what are the benefits of daily, every day being in New York City? There's none because we really don't go anywhere and do anything. And for so for and there's two, like mostly lockdown for the past two years. Exactly, and you never know what's going to happen next year. And so oh for yeah, two, because Delta variant. Yeah, the variant. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, talking about locking down again. 
Right. And I feel like that's a big New York thing, whereas other cities, they don't act, they don't act that fast. They don't do that. But for two years of our lives, Adam and I lived in a new city every month and we traveled around. We didn't have a home and we were nomads. And we did that. And we did that whole journey for two years of our lives. We, we pulled a James almost for a couple yeah. of years. And, and you enjoyed it. So, but maybe you like, feel like you've been there, done that. I enjoyed it. But now that we have, have put our stuff somewhere and we have stuff again, the art of doing that process again is scary to me. I don't know why. I think the pandemic, and this is such a huge problem, the pandemic has taken me from this adventurous person and made me so boring and so scared to do anything. Well, no, that's not true. You're, you, you're doing stuff all the time, but we'll get to that. But okay. Just one for, for anybody listening out there who li- wants to listen, live in Koh Samui, Thailand, which is a beautiful, beautiful place. Again, it's like the setting of the movie, the beach. Um, here's one, $1,300 a month, three bedroom apartment. I'm looking at it right now. You got like a pool. You, I'm seeing the ocean. It's 225 square meters, so that's about, I don't know, uh, 2,600 square feet, three bedrooms, four baths, uh, and I don't know, you could work remote from there, and we could do all, you could do all your podcasts, newsletters, everything. I'm actually going to put the link for this one. <laughs> and then, you know, and then, the, then you have to think, okay, that's outside the U.S. What about in the U.S.? Um, but, I mean, you can kind of get similar deals in the U.S., which was part of my uh, interest. Yeah, in. yeah, I was looking at. I was oh, looking I can't at get the chat window. Oh, here we go. Yeah, make sure you have to right click and, and paste it. Oh, James dropped his camera, but um, oh no, yeah, it's it was, because uh, it's because Squadcast has this. Uh, yeah, this the weird... shortcut key doesn't work anymore in Squadcasts. Um, oh, so how do you paste then? You right click. Do you know how to right click on your fancy MacBook? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think oh. I even know how to. Oh yeah. Okay. Here, there you go. Okay. Uh, so and then, uh, and then I, I just want to mention another place that a lot of um, expats have been moving to is like Medellin, Colombia, because there's no more. Wow. The, the drug uh, business is not there anymore, and you get like these amazing places. So a lot of like people in the sort of digital marketing world, because you could work remote, uh, live there because you get like penthouses super cheap. So you have a, a big American community. Um, Let's see. Uh, okay, the place you uh, just sent me, this three-bedroom with a pool on the beach, it's like, why would you not live there? Why Why am I sitting in right. an apartment in Brooklyn? I don't do anything. I don't go anywhere. That's 500 square feet. Right, well, and I'm like, the, this is inexpensive, but I really, it's tiny. Well, the only thing you would don't want to go there is Thailand. They want to be in Southeast Asia and hot and sweat the whole time. But that's what I, I, I don't mind that. I'm not a winter really? kind of person at all. I'm from Florida. I don't mind that kind of oh, life. Right. But I, I think yeah. it's, I think it's, I think it's really tough when to pick up your whole life and go somewhere. I don't have a reason to stay in New York, but my fear is what if I go somewhere new again and I don't like it and we lose out on this, this deal that we think we have here. But these are excuses. I feel like I, and, and also that deal is going to get priced again next year. Like it's just, you, yeah. you, you have new prices every year. Uh, let me see. Yeah. I'm looking in yeah. Median now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I don't like the 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 deal that everyone's saying like, oh, during the lockdown, everything, every, all the rent is so cheap. But if you look at it, it's all the deal. And then the next year, it go back to the market price. Right. So right. it's like a huge gamble. So if you move from, let's say, $2,400 to $2,100, you're thinking about, oh, you're thinking to yourself like, okay, I have this such a great deal with all this money free. And then when they go back up to twenty five hundred, then they negotiate it again to twenty six hundred. You might not be able to afford it anymore. 
That's well, yeah. But that but that could happen anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but at least like at least in New York, you, that's just a lot more expensive. Okay, but Jay and I were also talking that when you go somewhere new, it's you can't. It's hard to meet friends, and that's one yeah. benefit yes. of being here is that I have my little corner, my little circle of people, and it's hard to make friends, especially right now. Yeah, I agree because people aren't going out that much. Your your quarantine yeah. is uh, kind of set, and so that's true. But do you guys get together with your friends, or is it more like you have Zoom coffees or whatever? This is again a very big excuse. I probably see people like once every other week, you know. But again, well, that's, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, I, I think. I don't know why I just feel like this pandemic has made me so scared to live my life. It has made me so scared to do things that I used to do so casually and be so excited about. It's it's taken someone like me who's so adventurous and made me just so scared to even ride the subway or so scared to just walk around. Like I'm just, I have so many fears recently and it's bad that maybe I do need to just sell all this stuff and, and move somewhere again. Is it just in New York? I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like before the pandemic, I was always on the go. I was always moving around. I was always right. up for things. And now I'm just like so scared to do anything. But when you were in Chicago, do you feel the same as no, well? I've, no, we went to Chicago for two weeks and I felt like a brand new person. I was, I had a great new routine. I felt alive again. And then I do come back here. You're, you're, this is like becoming like a therapy session. I'm loving it. I feel like <laughs> I come back here and <laughs> I get J depressed. J&J therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. It's, I've been depressed here because I feel like I'm not myself in New York and it's hard to be here right now. Well, well, 500 square feet, like any other place on the planet, uh, would say, Jen, why are you living in 500 square feet? Right. Well, it's to be yeah. honest, in New York, 500 square feet for 2,800, it's not something that's, uh, that's in Brooklyn, abnormal. though. Jay, you, how much you pay? You have more than 500 square feet and you pay yeah, similar rent. So, yeah. okay, okay, Jen. This apartment is 3,000 square feet. This is in Medellin, Colombia, where, again, there's a huge American expat community of, like, digital marketers and entrepreneurs and people who work remote. This one's $207 a month, and it's 3,000 square feet, and I'm staring at it. It looks amazing. Uh, I mean, what the heck? There's, like, a billion rooms, and wow. there's pool tables i'm gonna put this link in the chat why are we in the why are we in New, uh, in uh america right now yeah seriously why aren't the three of us somewhere else <laughs> yeah i you know that's a good point like when i moved out of new york i, I went to miami but then miami prices went up 50 percent. and right. so you know now we're moving again to a city that's still a top 10 city but prices are like one-third miami and it's amazing what you get so even in the u.s you can get amazing places, but like, just yeah. check out that place I sent you in Columbia. It's two hundred dollars, and it's three thousand square feet. I don't know. I don't even under my mind can't even comprehend. And it looks beautiful. Yeah. Oh my god. And so the point is not to convince you. I think in general we get fixated on these ideas, like this idea that you have to pick a city and that's what you, where you're going to work, and you're going to find all the things you love in that city. And you're never gonna leave it. And but, also, but like, now with the with the world remote, you could basically choose your lifestyle first, and then decide where you're gonna execute that lifestyle. Yeah, well, yeah. with the when you talk about the about the friend friend thing, like your your small community, it's almost like 
any other company, right? So in any other corporate company, they want you to make friends within the company so you won't leave the company. Exactly. Yeah, like I always wonder, like with friends at companies, are these are these people in the cube? You know, you're basically friends with the people sitting in the cubicles around right. you. Are they going to my funeral like no. 50 years from now? No, <laughs> well, see, no, it's funny. No. Like I do have a lot of friends that works in the office and they are so tied together. Like they know the company is bad for them. They always complain 24-7. They just don't want to leave because they're like, oh, if I leave, I lose you, lose right, that. Right. So like I have a friend that doing the same job there for like eight years now. Just didn't improve because he doesn't want to leave his friend. It's a selling point because people are so lonely. And if they find people somewhere, yeah. that will keep them there. You know, we yeah. got a dog during the pandemic. And because we walked her, we met a dog crew. And we're friends with these people because they have dogs and we have dogs. Yeah. And that became a cure for loneliness. Will those people be at my funeral? Probably not. They probably won't even be at my birthday party next year. But right now, it's like a savior for me to be like, oh, I have dog friends I can call. But you're yeah. right. It, why? You're so right. That's the only thing keeping me in New York is a select few people and the fact that I'm comfortable here. But it, it's it's tough. You know, it's tough to, to leave again. We did it once, but to do it again, it makes it just feel scary this time. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. And it's scary because, well, I think in in post or kind of, I don't know if we're post-COVID or still mid-COVID or whatever, but everything's sort of scary because yeah. we've all just stayed in our house for the past year and a half. Even people who kind of explored more or went out more or in some parts of the country, they've been a little bit more open than others. I think people in general, you know, we, we, we've gotten kind of a, a scared mindset. Like you might get sick and, you know, some people get sick and it's not a big deal. And some people get sick and die and some people get sick and, and get really sick. It's, it's, you know, it's scary out there. It is yeah. because you never know how sick you're going to get. Like no. you never know which variant you're going to get. It's not like you can see the variant. No. And also you don't, I mean, you never know what's going to happen in the future, but now it's almost like, I really want to know what's going to happen in the future if I pack up and move somewhere. Because what if you move to another city, you get shut down, then you're stuck in an apartment in the middle of nowhere and that's it for you. So, you know, ah, I have a week to make this decision and we've pro con list everything that we were, we were thinking. We have no idea. We have honestly so the, no idea. So with that, that's why like I've been thinking if I would move, I would probably will move to a house that, you know, like the cheaper yeah. house because if you have two, you have four rooms, at least you quarantine, you can, okay, this is my sleeping room. I can walk to my office right? and I can walk to backyard and has fresh air. Then you, yeah. do, then you don't have to wear a mask. A pandemic uh, and yeah. 500 square feet is the ultimate marriage test for a couple who got married in the pandemic and have to live in this place. I mean, this is like the ultimate test for a marriage, a new marriage. It's been it's been interesting for sure. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm looking at something right now. I mean, I hate to make this pocket. We got to change the topics eventually. <laughs> but this is like for the same price you're playing right now. If you were in Median, you could get like, oh, my God, here's a. You get like a gym in your apartment, a, a swimming pool. You're like on the top of a mountain. Okay, it, so if you were me, okay, if wait, you were, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you this link. One more link. If you were in my position, you would leave. You would absolutely leave this apartment behind and go. Well, I left. I left an apartment in New York and and went. So <laughs> the answer is yes. Jay, but then, but then I even left the place in. I uh, well, we haven't left yet fully, but we're about to leave the place that we have in Key Biscayne, Florida, because we found a place that's much more value per dollar. And it's incredible. It's like the best place I've ever lived. And I asked the same questions like, what did I 
get from New York? Well, I had, no matter what you're interested in New York, it's great there. Like the best yeah. in the world is there. Like if you're interested in comedy, the best comedians are there. If you're interested in theater, if you're interested in science, whatever. But uh, since so many people are leaving the major cities, LA, San Francisco, New York, Chicago, London, that talent and that's those skills and that culture and stuff is dispersing to other metropolitan areas because I'm not the only one and we're not the only ones who realize you could choose your lifestyle first. You don't have to choose the city first and then see what's there. You could choose the lifestyle you want and then, and then find where that lifestyle exists and then go there and still do 90% of what you would have done anywhere else. My accountant always says to me, Jen, I hope you're having a really good time in New York because you are paying to have this ultimate time in New York with the amount of taxes that you're paying. And I keep thinking, no, I'm not having a great time in New York. I'm not doing anything, but I'm paying so much to live here. It's crazy. That's that's why I was that's, that's why that's what happened to me too. Like every time, like, you know, like I felt like if uh, given the salary and you know the side hustle that I have, if I'm in other city, I don't have to worry about anything right now even though with the salary and the salary so i have to constantly worry about will i be able to afford my income tax yep it's not like will i be able to able to afford anything else it's more like will i be able to afford my income tax well, well that, right. that's the, that's the good and the bad of the cities like new york city for instance has so many services like there's top-notch you know everything from police to firemen to healthcare to education supposedly that's their argument so it's extremely expensive new york state and new york city and so the taxes are in new york city in particular the highest in the country you don't start making a dollar of your income until september from january through september all the money you make you have to set aside for the government and then sometime in september you you start making money for yourself for a few months and That's so I just, I just put one more link that where it's your, it's, it's, it's a little bit less than what you're paying now, but not that much less. And that's what you get in Median. It's why, I mean. I don't even know how to describe it. Just huge. Huge. Just, just get back to like all the, you know, all the, you know, like you say, like the city has the best, you know, firemen and all that stuff. Well, that should, that should get covered in income tax. That should like, the rent shouldn't have anything to do with it. A no, but then, people. but then the reason the rent's so high, of course, is that, you know, supposedly you make more money living in New York. Like if you live in New right. York, for instance, you can work for a Wall Street bank. Wall Street banks have trillions of dollars. They, you know, people get wealthy working for Wall right. Street banks. So I'm not making a judgment whether this is good or bad, but because there's so many Wall Streeters living in New York, that in general increases the price of uh, the sales price or the rental right. price of apartments. The other thing in New York is rent control and rent subsidies. So in the 1970s, for whatever reason, New York City passed a law saying that if you live in, a, for some apartments, many apartments, if you're living in this apartment now, they can't really raise the rent, you know, more or less. And those laws still exist. So if you're in a, if you're in a building that has 10 apartments and three of them are rent controlled, that means the prices of the other seven you have to raise incredibly high to balance off the fact that you've never been able to raise the rent on the other three. So even though a lot of like, you know, artists and so-called liberals, uh, and I say this because I don't really believe they are liberal. They're actually anti-liberal because so many of these artists and so-called liberals live in places like Soho or the village. They've you know, because of rent control, they've raised the prices for everybody else in those areas 
because right. they've held their own rent down and landlords have had to raise the other price of the other rents. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to change. Like, I think when everyone was saying how, oh, everyone's like leaving New York, rents are going to go down. It's that's not none of that's true no. <laughs> at all, at all. I have to say, Airbnb has changed my life. I just love staying in Airbnbs. Like in about a month, I'm going to Cocoa Beach, which is right next to Cape Canaveral. I'm going to watch some rocket launches. I'm going to, of course, be staying in a very nice Airbnb on the beach. And it's just such a great experience. Like the whole world is available to us now because of Airbnb. But whenever I'm at an Airbnb, I always realize, you know, I the home that I left to come to this Airbnb I could be making money on that right now by hosting and and being an Airbnb myself. So, and I've known people, I had a friend who basically, you know, made a living from turning his home into an Airbnb. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you do have an Airbnb there and it it can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The famous Abraham Lincoln quote says, good things come to those who wait. I wonder, did he really say that? Jay, did he really say that? Can you look that up? Regardless of who said it, that's only part of the quote. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Well, If you're a business owner and want the best people on your team, the same applies. And listen, I've interviewed 1,500 people now and a lot of entrepreneurs. I can safely say the one thing consistent among all entrepreneurs and CEOs, the the successful ones, is that it's all about the people you surround yourself. If you hire well, you're going to have a great business. And, you know, thankfully... ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring. So you find qualified candidates fast. This is so important and I I want you to try it. You could try it as a potential employer or employee. You could try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, if you're hiring, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I will tell you that I signed up on ZipRecruiter as a potential employee. You know, I just wanted to see how it works. And right away, it started matching me with really amazing potential employers. So give it a try at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash James to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. 
Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. People are coming back to New York. People never really left New York, I don't think, like everyone was saying. But I don't think rents are going to suddenly fall down anytime soon. Well, the thing is, what I think, I could be wrong, what I think is, uh, they, well, every time when they say the rents go down, it's more like they're giving you a deal right. that only right. for that year. Right. So like, it's not ne- necessarily going down per se. Right, yeah. they're giving you like three months free or something, and then yeah. we'll see next year if that's going to continue. Yeah. yeah. And also, like to be honest, $100 less is not as much. $100 doesn't really make any difference. If it's like three, $400 less, yeah, then, yeah. then it's fine. Because $100 a month in New York City, what can you really do? You know, yeah, you can yeah. get a lot of stuff, but still, you know. Honestly, really if you're going to st- go outside of the U.S., the best apartment I've seen is this one in Kosamui. <laughs> that's $1,300. And I'm, I'm going through the pictures. This is like, this is like, the, would be the best place I've ever lived in my life if, I, if you live there. And it's, you're right, Jay, it's hot, but it's hot everywhere. It's hot right. in New York City. It's 100 <laughs> yeah. degrees in New York City during the summer. I know that one is definitely my top choice because it has an outdoor pool that overlooks the beach and it's just, it's beautiful. It's crazy. But like if you lived I mean, in the US or the New York City, where would you live? Well, that's the problem. I, we have, we can't figure that one out. I mean, when we did our two year thing, we lived everywhere. We lived in Portland, Austin, Denver, Chicago, LA. We've lived everywhere. And I, that's the, I can't pick one city because I'm not the kind of person that I think ever wants to settle down and I don't, I don't see myself buying a home somewhere, staying there for 5, 10, 15 years. I can't even view my life like that. But I do feel pressure to think like that. My, my parents will call me and say, you're thinking of traveling again? Why don't you just settle down, find a place, buy a house, have a kid? And that gives me the, most, the biggest panic attack of my life. Yeah, why does it give you a panic attack? Because I, that is not... That to me is not living life. And the thought of that, I know I will not be happy if I go to a suburb, get pregnant, have a kid right now. That to me is like the opposite of what I feel is happiness. So when someone says to me, why aren't you going to settle down? Why are you going to move around again? I just start to panic, panic. Yeah. Remember like when anyone, and just like us, we're not, I'm not giving advice right now. I'm just kind of asking the question and looking at the alternatives, which is a good way to do things. Every, every, you should always you know, supply and demand basically rules every decision in life, which is a weird way to use economics. But, uh, you know, if there's, if there's too much demand for New York city and prices are too much and people leave, then, uh, uh, you might not want to live there. Yeah. So, so it, it helps make decisions. But when someone says you should do this, they're only saying they wish they had done something like that or, 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 or rather maybe another thing they're saying is I did this. So I want you to do it to kind of verify, to validate my own decisions in life. Like it's never about you when people are giving advice, it's always about them. And yeah, you, which... you always have to question. There's always the real reason they're saying something. And you no, know, there's always the good reason they're saying something like they, they act like they're well-intentioned, blah, blah, blah. But then there's the real reason. And the real reason's a lot different than the good reason. But you deal with guilt. I've always lived a very unusual life, more unusual than anyone else in my age that I know. But you deal with guilt. I have a Jewish mother who only wants me to have a kid right now. That should be my number one priority. 
But to me, I, I don't want to do that today. And I also don't want to have a kid and stop working and live in a suburb. I, I, I want to have an extraordinary life. I want to have a very unusual, extraordinary life. If I could live how I wanted, myself, my husband, and my kid would be traveling, would be living in different cities every couple months. Like, I don't know about school. I don't know about those things, but that's what I would want. I can't see myself buying a house in the middle of nowhere and having a kid. That I know I would run away from that. That scares me. Yeah, and let me ask you this. Like, you have friends in New York, but but do you feel like if you move to other... And a lot of the cities you just mentioned, like Portland, Portland, Austin, LA, Chicago, these are still big, expensive cities. And there's other cities... Now, like, people now are looking at Nashville or, uh, oddly it rhymes, but Asheville, North Carolina, yeah. or, you know, uh, uh, various places in Virginia or Atlanta, a little bit more Southern where they're cheaper and... But they're still very diverse because you, I always look at the change of address um, requests at the U New York City Post Office. Everybody's moving like to these cities like Atlanta, Dallas, uh, Asheville, uh, you know, Miami and Austin, of course. But uh, a friend of mine just moved from Austin to Knoxville, Tennessee, because it's like it's like you said, he um, he was inside all the time. So he figured, why not be inside? an 8,000 square foot space instead of a 1,000 square foot space and a, be inside a place overlooking like beautiful mountains and horses and all this stuff for a cheaper price. Now, again, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just saying these are, people are making decisions differently because everyone's working remote now. Yeah. You know, and I'm also thinking like, I feel like you're so brainwashed to think and feel that New York is a, is a success in your life to live here and to be here, but it's so not true. So you think to yourself, if I leave here, am I some sort of failure? If I leave here, will I ever be able to come back? I think for people who are not from New York and work really hard to get here and pay to live here and survive here, the thought of leaving it becomes this very manipulative, weird relationship that you have. Yeah, like the first time, I mean, I tried living outside of New York for a little bit, um, but I, and I moved only like 60 miles north of New York and was easy. I lived right on a train station, so it was easy to get in. But I had a panic attack that... I wasn't going to make money anymore because I was no longer in New York. And it was totally ridiculous because I was even working remote. This was years and years ago, but I was even working remote then and didn't need New York. And then I guess when I was doing stand-up comedy a lot, uh, I needed New York because all the comedy clubs were there. But I don't know. I, my friends and I would always say, if you didn't have to live in New York, New York's a tough place to live. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why it's a very hard place to live. but. You know, and it wasn't like I was going to, I don't know, the Museum of Natural History every day or, or Broadway or anything like that. So. It's true. It's true. And nobody I know who lives here does any of that. You only do that when you have people visiting you who want to go do those kind of things. So, yeah, I don't think we have any reasons to be here anymore. I think the only thing keeping us here is fear. And that's never a good reason to do anything and be anywhere. And, and yeah, that's the, that's the honest, honest truth. It well, sounds I, like a tyranny regime right there. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah. It's true. Like the only reason to stay in Afghanistan right now is because you're afraid to try to get to the airport. But, uh, but the friends thing is important. Like if you have a lot of like close friends, that's, you know, and, and if you feel like it's difficult for you to make friends, uh, that could be a reason to stay. But is it a reason to pay, you know, $2,800 or whatever for a 500 square foot apartment? That that's a big quality of life thing. Like imagine yeah. if you lived in 3,000 square feet instead of 500 square feet and you had your own office and you had a yard and you had a pool for the same price. 
And that that's basically in every other city in the United States other than New York, other than New York, LA, San Francisco, Chicago. I know, but I, I feel like we're so conditioned. And we're, I, I'm, I'm literally saying to you 500 square feet. That's huge. That to me is like, we live in a huge apartment and I'm saying 2,800 as if it's inexpensive. That's what I've just been so conditioned to think about. I wouldn't even know what to do with the thousand square feet. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do. Be yourself a live stream room. Then you can live right? stream everything. Oh, I, I get, yeah, I know. I'd get a huge monitor. I'd get a couple mics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be I Twitch mean, streaming. Yeah. Yeah, and like people say, and this is one of those things like we did that exercise where you wrote down, this is what I would do if I had a million dollars. But you know, like a thousand square feet, you don't uh, like 3000 square feet. You don't need a million dollars. You just yeah. need a different location. Right. And, and you would get it like Jay, the room that I'm doing this podcast in, how many square feet is this? You were just, oh, here. your room. It's definitely that room uh, uh, that you're doing podcast is definitely bigger than my apartment. I would say no about 600, uh, five to 600 square. So feet. my whole apartment could fit in that room. Yeah, Probably and I more, and yeah. I could guarantee I'm paying less for this room than, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was yeah. a portion of what I'm paying per month, a percentage. Probably yeah, because, less than a hundred dollars right now. Be, yeah, because that room is literally from my windows to my door. That's how long the room is. Maybe a little bit longer. Wow. Yeah. So so, but anyway, uh, I'm not saying you should leave New York. I'm not saying anyone should leave New York. New York's great city. Uh, I I I of course grew up there. Lived there almost my whole life until recently. And, uh, but I felt like when you, you always weigh the pros and cons, it's like a job. Uh, I, you know, I always tell people every two years, if you have a job every two years, you should apply for new jobs, not because you want a new job, but just to see what the market is like, what's your yeah. value on the market. And it's always good to ask, what is the value of New York city to me? Cause it what is the value of everything in my life? Because everything changes all the time. Now, some things like a spouse, just be if the value might change, but you don't necessarily discard it because there's like, you know, deeper commitments and stuff like that. But most things, if the value of this object or location or job or whatever changes, uh, if the value of it changes, then you should replace it with something of better value. And I'm not saying more expensive, but more uh, higher quality of life per dollar. You're right. No, you're at, you're absolutely right. I think the value has definitely changed during the pandemic, even now, and we're sort of in the pandemic still. And yeah, I, I think it's also something that now that we both no longer have a full-time job here, neither of us have to be in New York. Why are we here? And that's definitely and, a question we ask. And then you have to ask like, what other, what is quality of life for you? Like, is it, so you don't have a commute because you work remote. So big quality of life for me always was commute. And that's why I liked working remote. I mean, I've worked remote since 1997 now and, uh, uh, and it's, it's helped me because, you know, it gives you more creativity with your time, but what other quality of life things? Is it space? Is it land? Is it, uh, nature? Is it friends? Is it culture? Like what are the quality of life metrics that are important to you? I think number one, having a walkable place, a walkable city is, is huge. I want to be able to walk places. I don't drive. I don't want to ever learn to drive. I don't want to deal with that. So I think something walkable, 
I think a, a place where there's a lot of different types of things to do so that if it's a weekend, you don't have the same routine, just different things that could break your routine. I think those are the two things that matter the most. Outdoor, something without a good outdoor type of area is good, but that's it. I, I don't need space. I don't need culture. I don't need all of these things. I think I just need those things. Yeah. So then you could make a list. What are the places that might provide that? And, and then you could see, is this a way to, cause you know, when, when things are a lot cheaper, for instance, or things are either cheaper and you get the same that you have now, but much cheaper, or you spend the same and you have huge quality of life difference in a yeah. cheaper city. And you, again, these are things you could weigh like, oh, if I save money, maybe I have money for other things I want to do. Or if I walk around and I have a lot of space, maybe I'll be more, I'll feel more creative or maybe my relationship will be different because we won't be in other, each other's way that much. Or, you know, there's all sorts of factors. And I think people just blindly just make the same decisions year after year after year, because of course I'm not going to leave New York. Uh, but, but they don't really think of all the alternatives. You're right. I think like I, we've, we've made all these pro con lists, but they don't really get you anywhere. But then asking these types of questions, I think could actually make our conversation go from not knowing what we're going to do to having more of an idea of what we need to do almost. So this is helpful. This is really helpful. Also, when you guys move, you guys move as a pair. So, you know, That's at true. least anything happened, you guys still have each other. Yeah. If I were to move, I'm just alone. So. Hey, that's, oh, that's the Jay, move around me and then. <laughs> You'll be okay. Right. Come to Thailand with me in this three-bedroom apartment I'm about to get. <laughs> well, if we will move to the city together, then we have friends. Yes. All right, pick pick a random, let's say, third-tier city in in the United States. Now, everybody in major cities looks down on third-tier cities, but okay, let's. What, what's like a third-tier city that feels reasonable to you? Well, the question is, what do you? How do you define third-tier? Yeah. Cities. Like uh, St. Louis or Phoenix, Arizona, or I honestly Madison, Wisconsin, or Atlanta, or whatever. Okay, I'm tier? obsessed. Second with, or third tier. I'm obsessed with Bozeman, Montana, and then Boise, Idaho. Okay, let's look at Boise, Idaho. Uh, and and a lot of I, the reason I'm picking that one instead of Montana is I think a lot of people are obsessed with that part of Montana and those prices yeah. might be going up. Um, uh, I know a lot of people in LA who are moving to that exact town in Idaho. I mean, in, in, in Montana, Bozeman. I've always, I've always wanted to move to Montana. I have never even been there, but I've always had this fascination with it. But yeah, you're yeah. right. It's weird how, like I was talking to a friend of mine who's like a big agent in LA and he's like, I'm moving to Bozeman, Montana. Cause we don't yep. have to live here anymore. Uh, let's see. So, well, James did uh bet uh, uh bet me like you know if I if he gave me a million dollars will I move to Montana? And would you say? I say depends. You know if I can keep all the million dollars or if he also covered the relocation. And I thought that was a bit of greedy since your whole <laughs> your whole price for living in Montana, like everything you do there, like like going to McDonald's will be one third as cheap in Montana versus right. you know a major city. So I'm trying to find, there's lots of apartments in Boise, Idaho, but they're all, they're all like in buildings. So let me see. How many apartments, how many bedrooms do you want? Two. Two. Do you need an office though? Sure. I'll take an let's, office. Let's throw in an office. So, so three bedroom. Wait, I'm looking too. You, you can't even find anything that's even close to 2,800. I feel like everything is way cheaper and nicer too. Here's a three bedroom 
Wow. For, for 1,300 square feet, and it's $2,300. And it's in a building, so there's like a gym and all that. But I just found one too. You like houses or apartment? I think we would prefer an apartment. 1,400 square feet. So it's almost three wow. times bigger, and it's cheaper than where you live now. And uh, you're in a walking area. It's this area, Kleiner Park. Uh, and let's see, two and a half bathrooms, three bedrooms. So you got your office. Yeah, I mean. Wow. And that's Boise, Idaho. Yeah. No, there's some really awesome ones I'm looking at that are so inexpensive. And you know what? You probably, I'm assuming you and your husband would make friends. And then you still have the <laughs> friends here in New York. I know. Hey, friends is such an excuse. I, I can make friends anywhere. And, and if you live in an apartment building, you have access to meeting people there too. So, And plus, all my friends are mostly virtual anyway. Like you guys. Yeah. yeah. We're, I just saw are Jay for friends? the first time in like five years. He came and visited wow. me. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was it like seeing each other in person? It's weird. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, James lost weight and then uh, what? I have, I, 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 I gained weight, you know. But, you, but it's, it's you didn't, like, you didn't it's, gain weight. I didn't notice that you gained weight. Well, I, I had it very well. Oh, uh, my God. That's why I have long hair. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it, 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 it's interesting. Like It's more, it's it's like, oh, yeah, finally see you again. Then we all catch up again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though you talk a lot, it's still, the in-person whole thing is so weird. I know. But, like, I feel like I'd rather see people a lot in virtual and then once in a while in person. Because that give a, a fresh perspective or how you yeah. see your fan, friend. Yeah. If you see everyone, uh, one person like all the time in person, I'm like, okay, no, I'm, no, I, I, I'm tired of you or sick of you now. But it makes me nervous to see people in, in person, and then when you wait so long to see them, those nerves build up even more. Because there's more to there's more to think about when you see a person in person. There's more to judge. There's more to just. Right, right, right. I get self conscious. Yeah, like, Oh yeah, for me it's it's like are they gonna talk politics or are they just gonna talk regular stuff? Yeah, yes. yeah. Depends. Depends. You never know. Yeah. So so yeah. So this is all just again not saying you should move or anything like that, but just that I think people really really need to take a look at all the factors in their life, how the values have changed, and make decisions accordingly, yeah. and make sure like Jay and I did a podcast about the three laziest words and. The word just was the first lazy word. So if you say, eh, I'm just going to renew my lease or I'm just going to stay here. I've always stayed here. That's like a lazy word where you're not putting in the extra effort to, to really evaluate like, hey, life is short. Does this location, does this job, do these friends, do these objects, do they deserve another year of my life? And it's hard to do that thinking past the word just. Oh, it's yeah. so easy to say, oh, I'll just rent one more year and see what happens. You know, sometimes it's worth looking at these things. I just want to make a correction. You you didn't do that with me. You do that with Brian Keating. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. The, but you but you were there. You're always there. <laughs> sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. 
Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.